much better. I like that. See, all CIF. That's the part of it. That's what the am part I doing right now? Make sure what am I doing right now? Slee is out of his chair showing me respect. Funch, yeah. I can tell, is out of his. Taylor doesn't give a damn. He's sitting down and just kind of not paying attention at all. Funches uh, is actually <laughs> listening to a different podcast right now. <laughs> Why wouldn't he? Why wouldn't he? So you're getting Funches. a little support here, uh, Slee slash Funch. This is from Siobhan Roberts, and she writes, All meals at one chain for a year. Cheesecake Factory is the right answer because of portions and variety. Yeah, it, it's not a bad answer, but... Well, portions, we don't need portions. We're eating the same yeah, place for one year. You don't have to ration the food. You can you can eat as much or as little as you want, right? The variety... Po- but what does Cheesecake Factory do breakfast? Do we know that? I don't. I don't think so. I don't think that they're a small piece of cheesecake. Place. Just a small slice. Yeah, they do of breakfast. Cheesecake. Do they? Do they? Bre- they do like a brunch. Oh, all right. Like well, a champagne brunch or something. Better answer. Uh, Capitano Matt Denny's IHOP. No, the correct answer is Norms. Also great, mm. right? Like it, the coffee shop that we can hit all things twenty four hours a day. We're locked in there. It's we're gonna be fine. I'll come out of there having eaten a few eggs. It's fine, Slee. We can we can figure I'm having that a out. Meatball sandwich every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, eight a.m. So I, I asked you at the beginning of the show, and you kind of ducked the question, and I know you think that I forgot, but I, I came back, and I'm going to ask it again and see if I can get okay. a different answer. But what did you do this weekend? I know you said you spent some time in the car in traffic. What did you do in San Diego? Like, Take me through the Sliwa weekend. I'm curious. Okay, so when I usually go down there, um, I see family. I got a lot of family, Travis. There's a lot of family down there. Yeah, Middle Eastern families. and everybody. That's where like, the was hang out is San Diego. Yeah, and, if you, and if you don't see somebody, like, for a month, there's like, w- why is he so disrespectful? Like, what, why is, I knew his dad really well, so now he doesn't see me. I'm like, what the hell is going on here? <laughs> Not living in the Middle East anymore. Let's adjust a little bit. <laughs> Let's be. So, so <laughs> I drive around. I, I see some different family. Went to my sister's, had lunch on Saturday afternoon. Had some business type of stuff that I had to take care of down there as well. Uh, so just kind of, I don't know how detailed you want me to get here. Wait, so I want, I want to follow up on something there because you said something yeah. really interesting. I mentioned that I had an old friend come into town. Haven't seen him in a while. And we went and played golf yesterday afternoon, right? And so we spent the day together. You know, we went and played golf for just four hours, and we had a couple of drinks afterwards, which is another hour we sat there. And I come home, and Susan says to me, oh, oh, how, how's Rick? I said, oh, he's great. He's, do, he's doing well. Yeah, it was good to see him. Oh, how are his kids? I don't know. It didn't come up. How, well, how's work going? I don't know. We didn't really talk about that. She said, oh, you spent six hours with him. What, what do you talk about? And I'm like, I don't know, the Lakers? <laughs> it's like once I, once I knew he was healthy. And he's uh, in a good spot. That's that's really all I needed to know. Like I don't. That's so I don't true. Know. That's so true. By the way, I could spend like, <laughs> I could go you know a month not talking to you know one of my best friends or something, course, and then yeah. then we talk for forty five minutes to an hour, and I walk away from the conversation. I'm like, what did we talk about? I don't even know what we talked about. There was nothing in there that was no. of interest. There was nothing in there that was of of any depth. This must be a, a, ma- a male thing because my idea of a really great relationship with one of your male friends is yeah. you really never go over any new ground. You just say, hey, what's up? Good, by way, man. By the way, do you, have, do you have one of those buddies that's like actually looking for more depth, looking for more? <laughs> like, hey, it's been a, been a couple weeks. You haven't reached out. I'm like, are we doing this? Are we, what, what am I? Am I in another relationship outside of the relationship I'm currently in? Yeah. How you been? Good, man. Haven't talked to you in what, six, seven years? Nah. That's it. What are you up to? Nothing. Yeah, me All right. Well, later. Perfect. That's how you know it's. that might be your best friend. You don't have to say a word to that guy. 
That's how you know uh, it, it's heading in the right direction. All right, ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance, and all guests on the show appear via the Goodyear hotline. Um, ton of basketball on yesterday, so it might have fallen through the cracks. Lee, did you get a chance to see the Dodger game yesterday, spe- specifically the ninth inning and how it ended? Yeah, did see it. A little shaky. A uh, couple, I think Kenley gave up, what, two hits in a row, but he, he came with uh, runners already on the corners and, and got out of it, got his 15th save. Yeah, he, he got put in a in a really tricky spot, right? Mm-hmm. The, the Dodgers had a nice, comfortable lead. They were kind of rolling through that game. Walker Bueller, by the way, Walker Bueller, 22 starts in a row where he hasn't picked up a loss. They, they took a 5 to nothing lead in the ninth inning, and then the thing kind of came off the rails a little bit, right? You had a situation where – Pickford comes in, and he was not good, right? He gives up three runs. He gives up three hits. He's just not pitching well at all. And Kenley had to come in in a game that was 5 to nothing. You figure you're never going to see him. Sure. And now he's got to come in and pitch his you-know-what off to bail him out. And he did, and he looked great along the way. How about these for some numbers? Okay, Kenley Jansen, so far this season, has 15 saves and an ERA of 169. Okay, those are, those are, extra, those are as good as you're going to find in baseball. Just exemplary numbers. You loving it? <laughs> because he's going to make the all-star team. He's bailed them out of a couple of really sticky situations. But do you love ninth inning October baseball? Dodgers have a one-run lead. Fernando Tatis is on, is at the plate. Mm. Manny Machado is on deck. And here comes Kenley Jansen. You loving that? It's a tough It's a tough stigma to get off, right? It, when When you've been put in that position before and you haven't delivered. Okay, let me throw this at you. Even today, do you love Clayton Kershaw in a game seven? Do you love Clayton Kershaw in a game seven in the you know in the postseason in October, even with the success that he's had? Do you still love him in that situation? Or so no? I, I want to just get more specific on the question: we, Is he my only option? Or is, is it his turn? So he's going out it's there to pick whoever I want. Nope. Yeah. Nope. It's yeah. his turn. If it's if it's his turn and it's game seven, absolutely yes. If the question were if you could pick anybody, who do you pick? I'm picking Bueller 100 sure. times out of 100. But sure. if you're telling me, hey, Bueller pitched game six to get us to game seven, it's Clayton Kershaw's turn, yeah, let's go. He He's not going to give you nine innings. He might not even give you a seven, but the five or six that he does give you, they're going to be really, really good. I have I have a ton of faith in him. So here here's my concern with Kenley. My concern with Kenley is this. And by the way, let's give credit where it's due because a lot of the chatter and the conversation was about Kenley Jansen. And, 100%. Um, and here you are. What are we, almost two We're and a Almost half to the halfway point. Season. We're two almost weeks short the of the halfway point. point. Okay. That's the problem. You're two weeks short of the halfway point, right, so that you have still so much more baseball left. So it's it's one thing when you're doing this in April, you're doing this in May, you're doing this halfway through June. Um, you want to give him the credit, but that doesn't mean that two months from now, when you're in mid-September, you feel still the same amount of confidence when he's piled up that many more innings or whatever the case is. So I, I think it's safe to be cautious with a player when you're this still early in the season. Yeah, that's it right there, Slee. That they're in a situation where it's, what's today, June 14th, okay? You, you've got three and a half months of mileage to put on this guy. And what we've seen with him, and so – to your point, let's give him all the credit in the world for rediscovering his game, right? They, they, this was a guy at the end of last season who wasn't allowed on the field. That Dave Roberts basically said, hey, Julio, come in here. You're going to pitch the last three innings. Yeah. Jansen's yeah. not getting near this thing. And, and, it, and it was 100% the right call because Kenley did not pitch well. And it was, okay, let's see what this is. And Dave Roberts said it in spring training. 
it's going to be Kenley's job, but this is also a results-based business, basically laying the groundwork for we're going to do something at some point. Now, Kenley's been great. He's Instead of throwing 89, 90, 91 like he was at the end of last season, he's throwing 95, 96, 97. He looks great. But it's June. And what it looks like in June is not always what it looks like in October. That's my bigger that, – that's my concern. I think you, you use him as much as you can, and I think you get him as healthy as you can, knowing and rested as he can for the end. My bigger concern is what I was talking about a minute ago. How are we going to get him the ball? That, let, let's say Bauer, Bueller, Kershaw, uh, Urias, they sure. all go six innings, seven innings, which in the playoffs is, is a pretty normal expectation. Trinan, pretty good. Sometimes a little shaky, but pretty good. Gonzalez, lights out, love him. Absolutely love him. Who else you got? You got to get that. And those guys can't pitch every night. In a playoff series, you're basically playing every night. They got problems in that bridge. And that's the part I think they need to look at moving forward is how do you get the ball from your starter to your closer right now because you only got two guys out of about five or six that you can trust. The good thing is the conversation is falling less on Kenley. Right, Kenley, you've been able to rely on so far this year, but now you could address maybe the bullpen is the issue, getting to Kenley like you're mentioning. So with that being said, Trav, I, I think Dodgers are in such a they're in such a great position. I mean, even with kind of the ups and downs this year, what are they, game out of first right now? One with game the Giants. out, second best record in the National League. Okay, so it just kind of and – I, and I know some people might look at that and say, well, no, then it's a disappointing start because you don't have a six-game lead over the Giants or the NL West as you thought maybe they would. But with that being said, okay, you got to address one or two things here. Think about all the other uh, – let me use the Padres as a good example. You've seen the Padres play over the last two weeks? The, yeah, I have. They're getting crushed. Like I, they're, they're, they're losing a lot of games. And I just mentioned that because I think the holes that the Dodgers have are a lot less than what most of Major League Baseball has. So I, 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 I just mentioned that because, yes, the bullpen needs work, but – Kenley is one of actually the surprises so far this year. Absolutely. But playoff baseball, it's all about your bullpens. It's about your bullpen and who gets a clutch hit in a big moment because that's what playoff baseball comes down to. Here's something, staying with baseball for a second. Spin rates, you know, the the holy grail of pitching, how, you know, your RPM on your pitches and all this stuff. You didn't even have to move the mound back. Not yet. Yeah. That, that's coming later, but spider tack and, and the rosin and the sunscreen and all the things that these guys concoct to try to get a better grip on the baseball. Baseball's been threatening for a couple of weeks. Hey, we're going to start checking you guys, and we're going to start suspending guys, kicking guys out of game, and we all know what that means. That means the guys are going to lose money. If you get suspended, you don't get paid. Guys like getting paid. 67% of major league pitchers over the last week and change have seen spin rates drop. 60s that's more or less everybody. It's two out of every three, right? And, oh, by the way, guess what's happened during that same period of time? Runs, whoop, up. We may have found at least a temporary fix on how to get more guys on base, more runs on the board, because that's what we need for baseball. You need so, guys so on if base, is, So if, if this is good for baseball, why didn't they, why didn't they address this a while back? Like, why, why address it now? Why, 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 does it, why did it take this long to address something that, by the way, you know – how is that allowed even to begin with, right? The unwritten rules in baseball, which is the most confusing thing in the world to me. It <laughs> well, this really one's is like, written. This is written down. They yeah, just they, don't enforce it. I was going to say, it could, if you don't enforce it, then why even write it down? You know, there's no point of even having it as a rule if you don't enforce it. It's almost like this is a bad example, okay? In the NBA, you know how they never call carrying the ball, 
right? Or they rarely travels or whatever the case is. Uh, but if it was affecting the game, if it was hurting ratings, it was it was hurting the interest in the game because uh, it's affecting scoring or whatever the case is, I think they would address it. In this case, they've obviously taken their sweet ace time to address it, but they're finally doing it. The, my mom told me never to say this about anybody, but you know why they didn't? Because baseball's stupid. The people that run it are just they're, – they're so in their own way. They're so they, – only in baseball do you have rules that don't exist that are enforced by throwing baseballs at people's faces. And you have rules that are on the books that say you can't put stuff on the baseball and everybody puts stuff on the baseball and nobody cares. Okay, That's they could stupid. be stupid. They could be stupid. But I think ultimately at the end of the day, they're running a business. Doesn't it affect the business? Can't they see that it's in – it benefits the sport from a business perspective by having more runs, by taking th- or by enforcing some of the rules that you're talking about now that they're starting to enforce. I mean, do you have to be uh, do you have to be the smartest person in the world to realize that? No, <laughs> that's why there's so that word all over yeah. again. All right, we've all um, probably missed the boat on a deal or two that yeah, I really should have gotten in on that. Have you ever lost $35 million by just saying no? Someone may have. Mm. We'll explain next. It's Travis and Slee, 710 ESPN. How about this one, Slee? This is from Nate. It was the flying monkeys that shook me to my core and traumatized me for years. Yeah, those monkeys from Wizard of Oz were pretty terrifying, too. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any 8-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature 8-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. I'm done with Disney movies. No, I don't well, that, that's I don't not a Disney that. movie, but the monkey—the monkeys were gray. They were so scary. Like I don't—I've never—I've been to the zoo a bunch. I've never seen a gray monkey with you wings. You ever noticed, by the way? Why? And it's—it's uh, it's, you know watch um, watch any of these you know most of these Disney movies, Pixar movies, whatever the case is, Toy Story, whatever. They got to make a lot of the a lot of the scenes they make also uh, only grown-ups are going to understand, right? Sure. They, they have to also address that part of it. It's like, okay, we can't just cater to a 5-year-old here. We got to also cater to the to the adults. So there's a lot of <laughs> hidden things that you got to kind of pay attention to in some of these Disney movies. No, the, the, that's why look, I'm the Pixar thing, the reason yeah. those movies are so great is your 5-year-old loves them. And, and as, the you parent, love them. as the parent of the five-year-old, right. you love them just as much. The, you know what? It's an incredibly funny movie, and it's kind of a – it's action maybe a step too far, but it's compelling. It's exciting, and it's really, really funny. The Incredibles. The Incredibles is hilarious. Mr. Incredible is awesome. He, he's, he's just this dad that used to be a superhero, and he's all fat, and he's all depressed <laughs> at his crappy job. It's, it's a great movie. And then he kind of, you know what, I'm going to get back after this. It's, 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 married, it's married with children right there. That's Al Bundy. That's, <laughs> it's Al Here's, Bundy right there. These are two separate tweets, and I'm going to read them from two different people. Okay. Trav, I feel like you definitely make that whale swallowing sound every time you eat a hot dog. And then another one, <laughs> Trav's whale swallowing that lobsterman impersonation. Do you think he makes the same noise when inhaling appetizer hot dogs? Two different people both coming to the same conclusion. I don't know if I like that or not. 
you have uh, created a certain uh, perception when it comes to the appetizer hot dogs. You did. Uh, he did text me. Trav texted me three dogs on the grill. This was yesterday. Uh-huh. And immediately, I did not think there was any family. I thought you were just, hey, just throwing on three dogs, just kind of a mid-morning snack, one yeah, of those well, types of things. Yeah, morning, let's see. Yeah, a Dodger dog might be a good mid-morning snack because they don't taste like anything. You By can the way, just, that, yeah, that's got, that's but got a, a re- lot quieter. The, a real the Dodger, hot dog. The Dodger yeah. dog conversation, that's got quieter. Yeah, it's, not, it's not a great dog. It is absolutely not a great dog. ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. Cars, homes, boats, motorcycles, RVs, and more at Progressive.com. So, Slee, have you ever had somebody pitch on something? Huh? Oh, go ahead. No, we already been over your motorcycle yeah, habits. Yeah. You've got a leather jacket with a middle finger extended on the back. Driving of it. down to Baja, California <laughs> this weekend. <laughs> Have you ever had somebody come to you and say, "Hey, Slee, I got an I got an idea that I think can make us both a lot of money," mm-hmm. or "Hey, uh, you, you should get in on this." And then you said, "You know what? It just doesn't feel right." And you saw that other guy going to make a bunch of money. That ever happened to you? Actually, yeah, that has happened. That has happened. Doesn't feel very good, does it? Probably not the best feeling in the world. Probably not the best feeling. Or, or in the real estate world, you try to you buy something when you shouldn't be buying something, and then you all, and then you don't buy when you should have, and then right. you always like drive by that house. Like, remember when you could have had that house for whatever amount that it was, and you always have to drive by it. Yeah, I remember that house. I yeah, I could have been home. living in there the last five years. I'd have it almost paid off for by now if I wanted to. So, with that in mind, I want to read you this from CBS Sports. Okay. Bottom line, if Dennis Schroeder wants to come back to the Lakers, it likely will be for significantly less than the $84 million he could have had earlier this year. The guess is it would be something closer to 55 to $60 million. That's somewhere around $25 million he could have potentially lost by rolling the dice. Betting on yourself doesn't always pay off. So, one, Dennis Schroeder reportedly was offered an $84 million contract by the Lakers, and he said, no, thank you, don't want to do that. Yep. And now the market has shrunk to somewhere in the 50-60 range, which is still more money than any of us are ever going to see in our 50 lifetimes. But it's still $35 million that's gone forever. I don't know how you get out of bed in the morning. I, I think Dennis Schroeder is getting a let, – let me kind of explain Dennis Schroeder for a quick second here, okay? So age-wise, unrestricted free agent at the age of 28. So, Travis, this would be his window of getting the most money that he can right now. Yep. Like if you, if you think about it – for that type of a player, a guard that can have some impact in the game. The guy's coming off a contract. He was making – he had a four-year, $70 million contract that he signed back with the Hawks, and then it ended up with the Thunder, and then his final year ended up with the Lakers. Okay? So it, it's not like the player – if he thinks he could get four years – if he turned down four years, 84. I, I, I have, I think, a feeling of what I think Dennis Schroeder is worth watching him play with the Lakers – but he's also coming off a contract where it's not absurd for him to think, hey, I'm going to be 28 years old. There are a lot of um, teams in the NBA that could use a point guard like me. So I don't think it's crazy that the guy thought he can get more money. The problem is I don't think things are working out to his uh, to, to his uh, scenario right now. First of all, he didn't perform in the playoffs. That's obviously going to hurt him. Okay. Yeah. It's not like during the regular season this was a guy that you thought, oh, my gosh, uh, this is the only way we're going to win the championship, even though I don't think he was that bad during the regular season. But now you're going to walk into an offseason where that four years 84, which is a player like Fred Van Fleet got from the uh, Toronto Raptors, that might not exist. 
you know, there there are teams like the Knicks with cap space that can overpay. They can go out and they they really can. They could pay pretty much whatever they want. They have that much cap space. But I don't know if you're gonna. I don't think he's gonna be getting a hundred million like he thought he was gonna be getting, which is why he turned down that offer from the Lakers. I wonder what Laker fans feel about it. Eight seven 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 ten ESPN. Eight seven 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 ten three seven seven six. Do you want Dennis Schroeder back at a at a bargain at a discount? You know that the eighty four is probably gone. But if you give him, bring him back at, at a number less than that, maybe it gives you some flexibility to do some other things. Because I, I agree with you, Slee. Go back to the middle, right when he came in, when the Lakers had split those first two games. And then yes. all of a sudden they lost game four, right? Now we're back at two and two, and the bench was nowhere, right? That was when it's like, wait, when are these guys going to step up? You and I had the conversation, and I said, uh, Dennis, look, there's no question that Dennis Schroeder is the third best player on this team. Couldn't he needs agree to more. start. He, he absolutely yep. needs to start. If you can get that guy and you can get him for a bit of a price, why wouldn't you want to do that? I get look. He's not Steph Curry. He's not that shooter. He's not going to be the guy that just lights you up. But he brings value to this team. He played poorly in the playoffs, but that doesn't mean that he's not a good player. It means he played poorly in the playoffs. Those are two different things. You know what I think this probably ultimately brings up for the Lakers because now that now when you go back and you think about what happened in the trade deadline, Lakers were trying to move him. Okay. And Toronto was open to moving him, but you better throw in THT. You know, they, they were trying to get some incentives here. What I think this turns into is the Lakers are – they don't have that many options in the offseason. So if you're a Laker fan out there and you're not a big fan of Dennis Schroeder, which, by the way, I wasn't – if you told me right now, hey, do you want Dennis Schroeder back on this team or would you prefer another guard? I, I wouldn't mind another guard. The problem is you don't have many options here. If you lose Dennis Schroeder and you go signs with another team and you don't do a sign-and-trade or something along those lines, you don't really have that much. You know, it, It's not like you're going to really upgrade in that position. There's a lot of things that would have to go the Lakers' way. Like I, When I was saying this, and I mentioned this last week, Kyle Lowry, I think, is a perfect fit for the Lakers. Mm-hmm. How are you going to get him? Can you afford How are you going to get him? Yeah. And, 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 it, and the only way you could probably do it is if – if Dennis Schroeder wanted to go to the Raptors, Kyle Lowry wanted to come to the Lakers, you did some type of a sign-and-trade, it had to be something like that. Everybody's got to agree to it. The term's got to make sense. The money's got to make sense. So I, I don't think, you know, I don't see that happening. So with all that being said, Lakers might now be hoping that Dennis Schroeder picks them over some of these other teams. You know, the Lowry piece is interesting, too, because, you know, had they not won the championship a couple of years ago, it's probably a slam dunk for the Lakers to get that done, right? The pitch of, hey, come play with LeBron, come play with AD, come play for the Lakers, and we're going to get you that championship to kind of round out your career. Because Kyle Lowry's had a great career, but if he didn't have that title, that's a pretty big – but now it's like – because keep in mind, Kyle Lowry is probably the best player in the history of that franchise, right? Or, or, and I'm not saying biggest name. I mean, obviously Kawhi was the MVP, but no, he's no, been there. But, but a you're long right. Time. He is. He is the. Uh, he is synonymous with the Toronto Raptors. You know, you could think Vince Carter. You think somebody. He won a championship there. He was loyal. He'd been there for many years. I, I, I don't think anybody would disagree with you on that. Yeah. So I, it's that much harder. So now you start looking at some of these other guys that are available. Well, you know, you hear the rumors about Kemba Walker in a trade, Russell Westbrook in a trade. Those seem like pipe dreams, probably. Who knows? Yep, yep. And then you're down into the Derrick Roses and Lonzo Balls and, and mm-hmm. Derrick Roses of the world, and I don't know if those guys are any better. I, uh, I, I think this will be the most fascinating thing is um, what the Lakers end up doing in the offseason, Trav, because they don't have a whole lot of options here. 
Uh, and there's a lot of pieces. There was a story over the weekend that the Cavs are going to go after Alex Caruso, unrestricted free agent. THT, restricted free agent, right? Mm-hmm. Restricted uh, agent. Montrez Harrell is going to make a decision that the Lakers could have nothing to do with. If he opts into his contract or he decides to leave, Andre Drummond's an unrestricted free agent. Got a lot of pieces that the Lakers are going to have to figure out. And by the way, the Western Conference next year, Trav, if the Denver Stacked. Nuggets are healthy, better. I, I got to imagine, you know, I know Stephen A. said earlier, I think Kawhi should walk or the Clippers should walk. That ain't happening. He's going to stay yeah. most likely, right? He'll stay with the Clippers. Utah will be better. Phoenix will be better. The Golden State Warriors will get Klay Thompson back. So it's not like it's going to get easier for the Lakers as, uh, as we progress. All right, let's try a phone call here. Let's go to L.A. and Michael. Michael, you're on with Travis and Slee. What's going on today? Mike. Last chance, Mike. All right, let's try a different one. Let's Appreciate not it, try Mike. Michael. Thank you, man. That, was, that was solid. That was he, solid, Mike. Text was, us. Excellent, excellent. Let's go to uh, Manuel in Gardena. Manuel, you are on with Travis. I know you're going to be there, Manuel. Slee Stack and Dean Travers. Good Monday morning to CIF. you. Real all CIF. All CIF, Manuel. All CIF, that, Travis Rogers. That's all. Oh, my bad. And National Liaison. Yes. ESPN. Yes. Thank yes. you. Travis Rogers. Thank you. Hey, so look, that convo about the food place is so good. And Travis, yes, to borrow your uh, thing, there is only one right answer. But, it is, you know, it has to be the Denny's, the IHOP, the Norms type of deal. Waffle House. Please. What the hell are you talking about? Meatball sandwich at 8 a.m.? Come on, man. I'm going fat Anyhow, burger. I'm doing fat uh, burger. One full hey, year. You just can't kinda... go wrong with that chicken fried steak, some right. moons over the hammy, maybe a double uh, bacon cheeseburger. Hell, they even have, like, those pumpkin menus come Halloween and, like, little themed menus, right? So, hey, you can, I'm going Danny's all day. I'm going wiener snitchel. As far as Schroeder, uh, at a discount, I think he would be worth it. Now, the one thing he's going to have to do if he signs, mm-hmm. he better get with Irvin and start kissing a little booty because you cannot be on Irvin's bad side. So uh, if not, I think it's Kyle Lowry or Bust. That's what I got, fellas. Have a Appreciate great day. Appreciate it, Manuel. Thank yep, you, thanks, man. Manuel. All right, Thank we're getting you. some phone calls on this as well. Do you want Dennis Schroeder back at a price, at a discounted price, or do you need to go fishing in another pond? That's coming up next. It's Travis and Slee, 710 ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. Guests on the show appear via the Goodyear hotline. There's something going on, Slee, and I don't like Who's it. Who's singing this song? Who's singing know. this song? How would I know? You know this one, Trap. I have no idea. Um, Eddie Van Halen. Outcast. Outcast. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. Yeah, you, you were in the you were in the saw. Yeah, you were in the same ballpark. <laughs> that's that's what I meant to say. So, uh, Chris made the open today talking about John Chin, um, our colleague at ESPN LA, seeing my name on the wall at Arcadia High School for making. By the uh, way, can I just say this yeah. about John? Um, the dude is what is he about sixty years old? I want to say. 
Yeah, I know where you're going with this, and this is amazing. Go ahead. Yeah. The guy just on a Saturday morning, okay, while you wake up to just go use the restroom, scratch (laughs) your, and go back into bed, John will go get 24 miles in. Running up the San Gabriel Mountains, like it, it literally, will just take off for 24 miles, and then, uh, and then you know, well, this was pre-COVID, where you know you actually see this person on a day-to-day basis. That guy's unbelievable. Can oh, I say one more machine. thing about John Chin? You, yeah. you probably don't know about. Yeah. He runs in the LA Marathon every year since it first started. No, I, I was just going to say, Funch. He he not only he runs in the LA Marathon every year, he has run in every LA Marathon, all of them. Since they brought it back, he has run in all of them. It's pretty remarkable. So, anyway, John sees a, my name on the what wall. What a bum. Yeah, what a lazy. What a lazy. Tells somehow Chris gets a hold of this information <laughs> yeah. and makes an image out of it. I get a text from um, Jazz in our yep. promotions department, mm-hmm. and she says, Hey, Trav, um, do you have a picture of yourself in your high school baseball uniform? And I'm thinking, yeah, probably. I could probably find one. There's I got in my wallet. house. <laughs> And so I find one, I take a picture of it, and I send it to her. I have no idea where this is going to show up, but I have a feeling it's going to show up somewhere that I am going to be mildly embarrassed about. What if? Can I, okay, can, can I just say this? What if Jazz is just texting you, and she loves the story that you know, you're know uh, you all CIF, so. and she just wants a photo of you in her, <laughs> in her phone? Yeah, that's, yeah, that's I don't, I don't think that's likely. However, and, and I'm sure that she meant this to be nice, but it's not how it landed. You know what her response was when she got the picture? So you texted her what she said. I, I sent her the picture. The, her response was, young Trav is looking nice, which all I hear is that old Trav doesn't. Mm. <laughs> that, no, that, I that makes completely. me feel that I'm old and much balder. First and of all, first my of face all, is a little wider. I don't know if I like that. Me, you showed me. Did you show Funches? Show Funches young Trav real quick. Okay, Funch. Is that not Trav? Like, is that not Trav going Yeah, if outside? he put on a hat and a uniform, it, it listen, looks like him listen, right now. I'm telling you, it looks like Trav took that shot a half hour ago. When Jazz <laughs> sent him the text, like, well, I'll just go outside, throw on my baseball gear, took the photo, and send it. <laughs> That Trav back in what year was that? 1989. You were 44. You were 44 in 1989. <laughs> yeah, I mean, my my, I have awesome. I put it to you this way. I that have awesome. more face than I used to. I have a lot more face than I used to a billion years ago. All right, we're talking about Dennis Schroeder, and you know, there's a, a story out that he's going to have to take a haircut if he wants to get a new deal. That the Lakers offered him 84 million in the middle of the season. He said no, and now the market looks to be somewhere in the 50s or 60s, which yeah, sure, I'll take the $50 million and, and skip to my way to the bank, but still $30 million less potentially than what he could and have less of And a lot less than his last contract. Oh, yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Aaron, in Santa Barbara, you are up next. You're on with Travis and Slee. What's going on, Aaron? Morning, guys. Actually, I'm, technically I'm in Goleta. But ah. obviously, other than you and myself, no one else knows where Goleta even is. So I thought sure. I'd mention that for reference sake, brother. Just north. Just north. What do you got, Aaron? Just north. Hey, a couple quick things. Number one, man, you guys are good. You guys, I'm hoping, I'm hoping your program director will like lead you guys there for a while. Because Travis, you're like a, the witness protection program. They keep moving you all over the place. <laughs> it's hard to keep up where you are, dude. Well, thank you. I hope so too. I like being and in is, this is, spot. Is, is, is your real name Travis Rogers? I don't know. That could be your name they gave you when they walked out the door, man. I don't know. <laughs> and, and and real quick, to answer your question earlier about how do you get to the uh, the closer, the bullpen. You remember the movie uh, The Rookie with Dennis Quaid? Sure. 
Travis, put down the clubs, pick up a ball, brother. You may be throwing 98 today. You never know. <laughs> yeah, I don't think Trav looks like he's still got some in him. Hey, Aaron, I saw you. I saw you pitching college, dude. I worked at that at school, you know, the end of Isla Vista for special needs kids. Oh yeah, we yeah, that's what we, we saw you. About. Yeah, we saw you pitch numerous times. You had a good arm, brother. I'm serious. Aaron, Aaron, numerous Aaron, times. Aaron, I didn't Aaron, get in Aaron, very give often. Me, but... Give me the give me the scouting report here, real quick. Just for those, I'm sure there's a lot of major league baseball teams that are looking for somebody to come out of the bullpen. How would you describe well, Trav back in college? He, he had a live arm. The problem was people weren't catching up on the fact that the opposition was banging on garbage cans at that point there. So we were picking up <laughs> on what pitches were coming. So. I appreciate it, Aaron. Thank you. Um, here's the thing. I'll tell you a quick wait, story. Wait, wait, just stop for a quick second. If yes. we got callers out there that saw Trav pitching in college or pitching in high school, whatever the case is, eh, feel free to come on in. You know, we'll skip all this Laker <laughs> conversation about Dennis Schroeder. Sweep that under the rug. Yeah. All right, let's keep going. The uh, So my uh, – both of my boys played baseball. One of them still does. He's still in high school, still playing. Mm-hmm. Um, but my older boy, when I was uh, coaching Little League with him, I would throw batting practice to the kids in the cage, right? Mm-hmm. And How old were they? They were 12. And were so, you coming inside, kind of high and inside, kind of sending a message? So you're just, you're just trying to make sure that these kids can hit the ball, right? Trying to build a little climb. So you're throwing – and next thing you know, they're squaring me up. And I just kind of the, the old instinct of, you know, as a pitcher – I don't like getting squared up. Sure. Right? So it's this this feels bad. I don't like this little 12-year-old. You, you are known tattooing. as hitting three little leaguers in a row during, during batting practice. So I start to say to myself, you know, I'm just going to let these guys know. I'm just going to let them know that this mm-hmm. is, you know, I'm, I'm doing them a favor. So I'm going to start to move it. I'm going to move it in. I'm going to move it out. I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, I'm, I'm going to pitch a little bit. Instead of yep. just throwing meatballs, I'm going to pitch. Is your Letterman jacket in the back of your car? You said, give me just a second. You ran to your car, popped over the trunk, put your Letterman jacket on, got right back on the mound just to let these people know who you are. So I start to pitch, and they're still squaring me up. I can't get them out. So now I'm thinking, okay, I have to increase the velocity a little bit because just hitting my spots isn't working. They're still able to get the barrel of the bat on the ball. So I start to think, okay, I'm going to start to reach back and give it. Slee, I couldn't get them out. That's how I knew that not only was it over, but it had been over for a very long. I couldn't get 12-year-olds out. That's how you know the, the, the time had run its course. Let's try another one here. Let's go to Todd in Thousand Oaks. Todd, you're on with Travis and Slee. Good morning, guys. How are you? Good, man. Great. Thank you. Good. I uh, just want to say I don't think Dennis Schroeder is worth all the extra money. Definitely not. I mean, it's, the numbers speak for themselves. I like him. I thought he had a lot more potential, but I think he miserably failed in the playoffs. And one other issue, one other note, I'm still scratching my head over why Montrez Harrell did not play as many minutes as he should have in the playoffs. I question Frank's coaching, and it's the first time I'm questioning Frank's coaching. I believe Frank is a good coach. But not playing Dennis, I'm uh, not playing Montrez. I mean, if at the sixth man of the year, if he leaves, I don't blame him for leaving. I, I'm still scratching my head. I don't know why Frank did not play Montrez and played Gasol instead. Can no, you guys answer that? Yeah, I appreciate you calling in. First of all, let me let me let me say this. You know what's you know what's interesting, Trev? Mm. You're better off you know how people are will, will make a case, hey, I, I'd rather have Dennis Schroeder at a discounted rate. So whatever that number is, fifty million, sixty million. You're better off overpaying for him and having him on your roster than not having him on your roster. I mean, that's kind of today's NBA, right? Think about some of the contracts out there that you – Chris Paul. Remember when Chris Paul signed that contract? Yeah. 
and everybody was like, "What <gasps> the hell are You'll you talking about?" You'll never be able to move that. By, deal. by the way, that that's that's fair. Like it's it's fair to make that argument. What happens in the NBA? Which, by the way, the Lakers, you know, the Luol Dangs, the Timofey Mozgov's Lakers. By the way, still have one more year left of of the Dang contract. In today's NBA, you're better off with that contract than not having that contract. Absolutely. Because at at the end of the day, you can still move a guy and get something back for him than not having anything for all. So I don't know if it's the discounted rate that kind of gets me. It's more do you think this is the dude that you're going to build around over the next couple of years? Because that could be the case if you resign. Those deals always get better over time. What is an untradeable deal in no year one or two it. is yep. a great deal to have on your books in years three, four. And four. The, only, the only deal that got worse over time is Albert Pujols. <laughs> that was the one that got worse every single year instead of better. That's uh, somebody. Somebody on Twitter wanted me to mention that Angels have won six games in a row. Yeah, uh, game and they're one game over five hundred. Congratulations, <laughs> way to go! <laughs> Perfect. Wow is right. Has the league gone too far in the other direction after what we saw yesterday? We'll pick it up right there. Plus more of your phone calls eight seven 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 ten ESPN. It's Travis and Slee seven ten ESPN. How many people? This is a late ask, Slee. You ready, Slee? Yeah, how many people are going to be at a possible Clippers parade? Is it closer to 10 and 15 or more like 100 to 150? There won't be a Clippers parade. <laughs> well, of course there will. Of for course there what? will. If, if, oh, you're saying that they're not going to win the championship? they got to win a championship for a parade. Um, look, By the way, a- I, will t- I will tell you this. If Kyrie is out for a significant time and if James Harden still has the issue, any of the teams left can win it. Oh, for sure. Look, look what it takes. It takes for them to lose two guys because if just Kyrie's healthy, they still probably win the NBA championship. For sure. That's how ridiculous that that Nets roster is, and that's why I feel the Lakers, you know, we're talking about Dennis Schroeder, we're talking about some of these other players. It's not about just – we. I think we're making the mistake talking about just the Western Conference. You can't just talk about the West because if you come out of the West, that's all great and dandy. The Brooklyn Nets in the Eastern Conference, that could be the team to beat for the next two, three years. You know, there's a little bit of an opportunity here for Kevin Durant, too, no? That Kev- Kevin Kevin Durant is in a – he occupies a really odd place in the NBA because he's unquestionably one of the two best players in the league, right? Yep, yep. There, there's, and, and if we're being honest, Kevin Durant's probably the best player in the league, right? I mean, LeBron's, LeBron's really close. Luka's really close, but – KD right now with just the the polish and all, all of the experience and everything he's probably you can make the guy. argument you can yeah. make the argument yep but he's not particular he's he's respected and he's certainly admired but is he particularly well liked anywhere I know Oklahoma City has some hard feelings because of the way he left of course yep the, you you've got you've got the guys in Golden, Golden State. State you got to imagine they still they 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 love him and like him they have to. They yeah, have to, you got you two chips there. No, no question about it that we loved having him here. But it's you know he was there for five minutes and he came in, got two, and bounced. You know, and learned. And okay, fine, it, it didn't do anything wrong. But when you're there for, it felt very. What you're saying is he doesn't have a home. Felt very mercenary. Uh-huh. If he can do this, it's in particular by himself or with the without Kyrie and James Harden contributing in any meaningful way. You wonder if he won't finally have a fan base that is all his. Because the Warriors are, are, are Steph and Clay. The, the OKC is whoever OKC has at the moment, and I guess yeah. Russell Westbrook and, you yeah. know. But this is a bad example. A it's a bad example. But do the best I can with this. When you think of Miami, who do you think of? 
Dwayne Wade. You think of Dwayne Wade. Yeah. Right? So even though LeBron went there, was the best player, helped win a couple NBA championships, LeBron's home is Cleveland. Right, yeah. and that will always be even 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 when and we've had this you know before with Laker fans, and this still continues to happen. Well, LeBron will never be a Laker, um, or they're trying to make comparisons to uh, some think that oh but, he's a threat to Kobe's. But legacy, he'll never be legacy. a Laker, sleeve To your point, like Magic is, like Kobe was. No, he won't. Because yeah, he can't. It, no, he can't. He it just wasn't here enough. Exactly. So just kind of play off of your point with KD in Brooklyn. That could be his kind of his first home where – I mean, I always think of Kevin Durant. I still think of KD as a Thunder, right? That That's where some of my most enjoyable years of watching Kevin Durant was when he was playing with the Oklahoma City Thunder. Mm-hmm. But he never won a championship there the way he left and everything else. You're right. Maybe this uh, this could this year could kind of start painting a different picture for KD. And it, like you said, it is wide open right now. The Lakers, of course, are trying to figure out what they're going to do next. And one of those decisions is, what do you do with Dennis Schroeder? We're taking some phone calls on that as well because the pay cut conversation has made its way into the Internet, which so that you know it's true if it's on the Internet. <laughs> he could beat out, you know, 30 million bucks, said no to 84, and now the market's somewhere in the 50s. Let's go to Compton and J.D. J.D., you're on with Travis and Slee. What's going on? Man, Dennis Schroeder, we taking his eyebrows, his eyelashes, his toenails. We cutting everything off, buddy. You coming back. Man, Cameron Payne took his lunch, followed him home, and then took his dinner. Come on, man. No. No way. Cameron Payne's a free agent. He's making one point nine million this year. Lakers him to bring Dennis Schroeder back. We gave you the starting spot and we here's the thing, JD, time- J- JD. Here's the only thing. I, I I get Cameron Payne's a nice player. We appreciate you calling in. Here's the problem, Trav. That's not a starting point guard. That's a no. backup point guard. I mean that. By the way, is you know if somebody wants to make a case that Dennis Schroeder, who was Sixth Man of the Year runner-up last year, maybe Dennis Schroeder is better coming off the bench, but then you can't pay him eighty plus million or whatever the case is. You can't bring in Cameron Payne and be think that's your starting point guard. It's just not going to that, happen. That's not the answer to the question. He, he, he's a nice guy to have. I mean, he's been really good. He he cooked the Lakers in a couple of those games. He got he going and was mm-hmm. really good. But, look, the, the Lakers have to figure out some pieces that are not on that level. They need they need a, a piece that's a, a step above, right? If we're, it's interesting. If, by the way, it's interesting, Dennis Schroeder, the way he kind of talked at his exit meetings and everything else. It almost sounds like he thinks he's coming back, but he still wants to go through the whole process of free agency. That That's a – that's a weird dynamic. You let, know, let me I, tell I you this. I don't know which one to take on that. If if you say, yeah, I want to be back, but I want to go through free agency, you don't want to be back. You want to be back because, look, the Lakers made you yeah, It's like, offer. no, 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 I, I love you. Like, I want to be with you, but I just want to go on a few dates. Yeah. You what? What do you mean? <laughs> you're, you're, you are my everything. You complete me, but... Eh. But Saturday, I'm going out with this girl, and then the following Saturday, I'm going out with another girl. But trust me when I tell you, you are who I want to be with, but I just I, I got to check the market. That cocktail waitress is looking at me. I'm going to go see what's all that, what that's all about. I'll be back in a minute. But I love you. I'm going to just sit, sit tight. I don't know if it's going to work out or not. Hit you. Get her another drink. Get her another hit, drink. Hit, hit you in five. <laughs> it's time for the dump. Coming up next, Travis and Slee, 710 ESPN. 
Okay, so we were just talking about this a second ago, Slee. This is uh, about Kevin Durant and can he put this team on his back? What does that mean for him? Well, he may need to. A tweet from Bleacher Report literally two minutes ago says, the Nets don't have a, quote, great expectation that Kyrie Irving plays in game five per Woj. James Harden has made, quote, progress but could also miss Tuesday's game. Look, we, we saw Kyrie's ankle. That looked terrible. That he's not able to go. You is ever not done a surprise. that? You ever done that? Just playing I basketball. Turn is that not the worst? And, and it hurts for some six years. Somebody else. <laughs> it never it heals hurts for six years. If I had the same ankle injury, I'm out till 2027. Okay, <laughs> so, that's just the reality. That's that's how long I'm out for. So, with regards to injuries that take forever to heal, I was at a wedding one time. And I was on the dance floor and having a good time. You guys remember Tom Tolbert played in the NBA for a long yeah, time? Yeah. Right? He's, he's a big guy, about six foot ten, and, you know, good 260, I'm trying to think how Kyrie's ankle injury is going to Tom Tolbert and a wedding, a wedding okay. party. This is fascinating. Keep let, going, let it, please. Let it happen. Let it happen. So we're out there. We're drinking. And, and Tom and I have known each other for a while. And we're buddies. And he, he kind of comes over and hip checks me on the dance floor, right? Yep. And so I go flying. And I land flat on my butt on the day. I don't get my hands down or anything else. Just full force of my giant soft body uh-huh, landing uh-huh. directly on my tailbone. Okay? It felt like someone had stabbed me. I thought I was going to die. It took 10 years for it to heal. I, it, it, got, it, got, it got so bad. It was so painful. Like six months after it happened, I could barely sit in a chair. So I would, I would go to the doctor. I'm like, hey, here's what happened. He goes, Oh, yeah, that's never going to heal. That's probably going to be like that forever. Oh, that's it, good. Because no, you don't get any blood to that the, particular uh, part of your anatomy, I guess. And so, yeah, it, Kyrie Irving's ankle takes six years to heal. That's how I was Tom Tolbert, Travis Rogers, <laughs> boxing match, Showtime, pay-per-view. Nope, he'd, tune, he'd turn my lights out in about one and a half seconds. That's how, that's how long that fight would take. All right, let's start right here. Um, I, <laughs> there's a petition online. Okay. Where people are signing an online petition for Jeff Bezos, the world's richest man, yes, to buy the Mona Lisa and then eat it. Would you like to sign such a petition, Slee? I signed it. Um, I was one of the first to kind of put it together. So there's we're, you can um, you can change dot org petition if uh, if you can help us out, we'd really appreciate it. We're just looking to do meaningful things in society. <laughs> uh, to put it in per- perspective, guys, uh, Bezos is worth 190 billion, and the Mona Lisa is Mona Lisa? about 61 billion. 61 billion. Sixty-one what? Billion. Sixty-one billion. So Bezos the would Mona still Lisa have is 61 billion. Yeah, but he could, that's pocket change. He'd, Bezos could buy it and still have 130 billion left. He's fine, and he could eat it. Well, I know that's the part I get kind of lost. They're at. looking for 5,000 signatures right now. We're about uh, we're we're at about 4,000, and there's a board meeting tonight after Lakers talk. If you guys want to chime in on Zoom. All right, here's another one. L.A. County officials are offering a shot at season tickets for either the Rams, Chargers, or Clippers in a raffle for anyone that gets vaccinated between now and June 17th. So if you go get your shot, you got a chance to uh, – L.A. County could give you season tickets to the Rams, Chargers, or Clippers. Which one did you guys pick? I was going to say. Yeah, that's a, that's a between one. those three, that's the yeah. biggest no-brainer ever. Well, actually, you can play it the other way. Let me, let me, give, let me give my cases here. Okay. okay? 
I, I could make a case for either one. I could go Chargers and root for the Broncos and the Raiders and the and every other opposing <laughs> team since you I'm going to see the Chiefs. Chiefs. I'm going to be I'm going to be at each one of these games. I'll get the opportunity to root against the Chargers. So that's that's definitely enticing. The other one for the Clippers. Clippers. I can go to every game wearing a Lakers jersey and rooting for the opposing team. That's kind of enticing as well. That's not that's not a kind of a bad thing to do. Not and bad. The last one, the Rams, is kind of a more reasonable one where you just kind of go and enjoy good football and some good matchups. Also, forty-one home games versus eight. That well, see that okay. Mm. This is why I would want football more than anything. But that's else. buffet versus going to Mastros. That's right. the difference. The I want, difference I want is the Mastros. I want yeah, the Mastros. You want, you want the you want yeah, the quality you because. If you could say to me, you want any season ticket in the world, pick pick whatever you want, I would pick the Dodgers because mm-hmm. that's my favorite team and baseball and all that. Until you realize, wait, i got to go 81 times? That's a lot. That's a lot, baseball. man. That's a lot. Of <laughs> that's a lot. Yeah. In, in and out of that parking lot 81 yeah. times a year? I don't I think my sanity could no, hold. Tuesday the Rams are the right the answer. <laughs> yeah. I'd probably, I'd probably move those along. I don't know if I'd – the, the, the Rams, D-back yeah. tickets might okay, find their way wh- to the When you say market. Rams are the right answer, let me just quickly, how good is football when you're sitting on your couch and you're watching all the other games? That's so, pretty damn good too. It's great, Slee, and you bring up a great point, and this is why things like SoFi Stadium were invented. Because mm-hmm. I'm telling you, when you get inside there mm-hmm. and you see that, as great as the red zone is, as great as it is yeah. flipping channels between yeah. game and game and game, that thing – is so outrageously over-the-top, unbelievably awesome that you're not looking at anything else other than what's right down on the on the field. Of I think it, my last football experience was at Qualcomm Stadium. Little so different. A little different. A little different on that one? Okay. A little, different. <laughs> little different. Yeah, not quite exactly the same thing. Uh, it was this day, June 14th, 1988, when Michael Jackson, or Michael Jordan, I should say, flung Brian Russell to the ground, um, knocked him over with the two-arm shove, and knocked down a game-winning jumper to win an NBA championship. 1998. By the way, is that not one of the most iconic moments, just standing there with the hand up? I played a lot of basketball in my life. There's never been a moment where I got to stand there with my hand up because I probably missed the shot. Uh, pretty pretty iconic moment. Was it a push-off, guys? Of course it was. He, he put, With his left hand, he shoves him all the way across the lane. Brian you know, Russell was probably in, in the t- fifth row. In today's NBA, that would have been reviewed. A flagrant, flagrant one would have been given, and it would have took six <laughs> minutes to review it. it all was, the drama would have been gone. You, you said something so perfectly. Yeah. That Michael Jordan, even without knowing it, just branded everything perfectly. Whether it was oh. the jump man, and certainly that shot where he not only does he make it, but he just stands there. He doesn't his need hand to brand it. They're just the iconic, bucket. iconic Perfect moments. Moment. How do they get the podcast, Lee? Uh, Travis and Sliwa on the ESPN app or on iTunes. You'll get the full two hours today, and obviously the rest of the week as we uh, as we go through the week. Travis and Slee, eight fifty-five tomorrow morning, the Tuesday edition. We'll see you then.